Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. That's where we're at this morning. One thing. If there was one thing that you could take with you in being stranded on a desert island, what would that one thing be? Now, I was asked this question. It was part of our small group. We, I guess it was to kind of establish what's important to you or whatever. And, and I was just thinking practical myself. I was thinking, you know, okay, what can I hunt with? What can I make stuff with? What can I protect myself with? And so I, I just, you know, just quickly, I just said a knife like a big knife. And then it was, went around and people said different things and then somebody said, a Bible. And I was like, oh dang, I missed that one. You know, that's the pastor answer. That's the one I should have said. And then somebody said a satellite phone. I was like, that misses the point, come on. Give me a break, you know. But I thought about that for a little bit and I thought, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. We've, we've been listening to a lot of books about Christians in foreign countries and legal countries going to jail for their faith. And one of the things that is just kind of a common thing is the, the preciousness of God's Word. Like when they were able to get a Bible and they were able to read it or maybe a piece of the Bible or whatever, smuggle a Bible in, and, and just how that centered them. And they were able to really draw close to the Lord and, and have intimacy with the Lord to the point that many of them would say that once they weren't in prison anymore, they longed for those moments where they had that closeness and intimacy with the Lord in the midst of persecution or whatever, imprisonment, and, and having their Bible with them. You know, and of course, this question is designed to make you think about what's really important in your life. And we're going to see that in our text today. So if, you'll, if you're able, when we stand with us, if I can not spill my coffee on myself. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. It says, Luke writes, by the Holy Spirit, Now it happened... As they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, let her help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And Father, we thank you for this text, Lord. Though it's short, I know that there's important lessons for each of us to learn. Lord, as we get into your word today, I pray that you would just speak to us, that you'd help us, Lord. That you would just meet us here today, Lord. And that truly we would have ears to hear what, what it is that you're speaking to us, Lord. To bring comfort, to bring conviction, to bring help, Lord, whatever it might be. I pray, Jesus, that you change our perspective. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. One thing that I found interesting studying through the Gospel of Luke, 
and maybe a little bit different than some of the other Gospels, is the Gospel of Luke wasn't written by an eyewitness. He was written by somebody who interviewed eyewitnesses, and he kind of arranged it differently than the other Gospels. Matthew and Mark, they're kind of written chronologically. John is not. John's not really following the same storyline as Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But Luke kind of arranges his it seems intentionally and of course inspired by the Holy Spirit, but he puts stories next to each other that weren't necessarily chronological or anything, but somehow related to one another. Either they contrasted or they paralleled or something like that. And I think that's what Luke is doing here by the Holy Spirit as he writes this story next to the story we looked at last time. And remember it was the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now you remember that it was a lawyer who came to Jesus who asked Jesus you know, what, what's the, what, what must they do to, to inherit the kingdom of God? And he says, well, what's in the law? What is your reading of it? And this lawyer said, you know, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you, you've spoken rightly. Do this and you'll live. And, and then the lawyer, wanting to justify himself, asked Jesus, who's my neighbor? And that launched Jesus into the parable. And in this parable, Jesus talks about this man who was caught among thieves, beaten, stripped, you know, and, and thrown alongside the road, half dead, you know, almost to the point of death. And, of course, a priest went by, and then a Levite, and they just kind of passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, who would be considered, from the Jews' point of view, an enemy, or, or somebody who's not worthy of their time, or just even disgusting, the Samaritan didn't see a Jew, his enemy, laying alongside the road. He saw a person, and he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds and he poured oil and wine on them and, and clothed him and put him on his, his animal and carried him to an inn where he allowed him to recover. And then as, as the man was to the point where he felt like he was recovered enough, he paid the innkeeper two days wages, two denarii, and said, hey, take care of him until he's ready to go. And if he, if he runs up the bill, I'll take care of it. I will cover it. And so it's such a beautiful story of service. And Jesus talks about this being the example of being a neighbor to someone, tells this man, go and do, do the same, you know? And, and then, and yet, so one story where a man's praised for going the extra mile for really serving. And then this, in contrast to this one, where someone is sitting while someone else is serving and they're praised for sitting. It's kind of interesting. You know, the kingdom of God is kind of like that, isn't it? I remember one time I was at a pastor's conference, my, my wife and I, Shannon, we went to a pastor's and wife's conference up in the woods, and it was at a cabin, and there was probably, I don't know, 40 or 60 of us there, I, I don't know how many, but, you know, pastors and wives, and the main speaker that was coming to speak to us was delayed in his flight, and so he couldn't make it right away, and so the, another pastor who was there to speak, he, he actually filled the first spot, which was supposed to be for the other speaker. But he just started, he's like, you know, I'm going to share what I was planning on sharing for my session now, since Greg's not here yet. And he began to talk about how, how he planted his church. And this guy had a huge ministry. You know, it was churches all over the world, you know, that this guy had helped plant and everything. And it was an amazing work of God that, that was happening. And so he just talked about how he started out just so small. And... You know, in times where it was discouraging, and times where it was difficult, and he talked about how that was the same for, for Joseph, you know, who was thrown into prison. He went through that, and he, he talked about Moses, who, who, you know, didn't get going right away. You know, he had that time of waiting in the wilderness. And then he talked about Paul, 
and Paul, and he had his 10 years where he went back to Tarsus. But Paul made that statement, you know, I worked harder than all the other apostles. I worked harder. And so he kind of built it off of that and just talking about Joseph and, and Moses and, and Paul and how, you know, there was a waiting period, but God made them fruitful as they just persevered through it and they worked harder than everybody else and just kind of encouraged us, you know, to stay with it, you know, and to, to work hard. And, you know, if you see the guy down the streets, you know, he's putting 20 hours in, then you put 40 hours in and, and you work harder than everybody else. And, and it was encouraging because I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, as you're, you're getting going, it's just like, okay, well, I just need to stay at it and I need to give my all to it, you know, and that was kind of the message. Well, then the Greg comes, this other guy, and he had also had a ministry, huge ministry overseas, about 25 churches and everything that were planted there through him. And he came and he sat down and he, he said, you know, I was going to talk to you guys about marriage, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit's putting something else in my heart. And he just started began, he just began to start, share his testimony. And, and he talked about Moses, and he talked about Paul, and, and how they had to wait, and there was this waiting period. And then he talked about Jacob. Instead of Joseph, it was Jacob, and it was exactly, it was almost, I mean, if you wouldn't have known this guy just walked in, you would have thought that they, he stole the other guy's sermon, but he, there was no way he could have heard it. He was, he was on the road getting there, and he just shared the exact same message, but with a very different twist on it. He said that when he went into ministry, you know, he went in as a youth pastor and he got completely burnt out. And as he was handing in his resignation, he got a phone call from another pastor from another church who said, hey, the Lord put you on my heart. I think you're supposed to go to Hungary. And he's like, I don't think so. And he said, I'll pray about it, which means never mind. You know, I'm not going to, it's just the Christian way of saying, never mind, I don't want to talk about it. And so the guy finally found him at a surf shop and he says, hey, you need to, you need to consider going to Hungary. And he's like, I, I don't know. I, what am I supposed to do there? And he says, I just want you to go and see what God's doing. And he's like, I don't, I don't really care what God's doing, you know, but he's like, I just, I don't know that I'm supposed to be doing that. And he's like, I really feel like God wants you to do that. And he's like, tell me what, what I'm going to, I'm going to the plane, then what? And he's like, just, just go see what God's doing. I don't, he says, I have support raised for you for six months. I just want you to go and, and just see what God's doing. And he's like, free vacation. Okay. And he was completely burned out. He said he didn't even know if he believed in God anymore. He was just so burned out. And he got on the plane. He found out that he was next to a guy who was also in the exact same boat as him, who was also sent by the same pastor to go overseas to Hungary. And they're sitting there together. And one of them had a copy of All of Grace by Spurgeon. And they had their Bibles. And so he said, we got there to Hungary, and we just slept for two weeks. And didn't do anything. And then after two weeks, we got up and we started sitting on the couch in our underwear, reading All of Grace and the Bible, and we just wanted to understand God's grace. We wanted to understand it because it was something we did not understand at all. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.